0: Welcome to the Wellness League Podcast. My name is Ella and today my friend is Emily Barrett. Emily is such a great triathlete, a pretty well-rounded woman when it comes to studying lots of different topics. So, shall we dive in?
1: Who are you? (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, I'm Emily, Emily Barrett from Queensland, Australia, but now living in cold, cold Adelaide. (laughs) As you can see today, I'm just almost about to start speech pathology um, and
0: I compete in triathlons.
1: Yeah, what a life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what's your earliest memory of being fit? So I was thinking about this before and this is like a deep question that I ask everybody that it's stuck now. Yeah. And I just love to hear everybody started.
1: Yeah. Cause I was just like, I don't know if I'm being truthfully, I don't know if I've ever felt fit, Okay. you know, like I feel like I've felt fitter Mm -hmm. and I've felt less fit, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, when can I pinpoint
0: when I've actually felt fit? Or like your earliest memory of like playing sport or
1: yeah that's where I'm
0: kind of intending that
1: yeah so I reckon um so the memory I can remember of like most feeling myself being like okay I feel like you know, I can do sport right now. Yeah, is probably when I was in grade ten at school. Mm-hmm. So I always previously did like netball, um, and then I transitioned to rowing, and then I did like a little bit of dabbling of running here and there when my family moved up north Queensland to Bundaberg. Yep, and there was this there was this run <laughs> going on in the town, and it was a five k or a ten k. Um and dad's like, and we should do the ten k. <laughs> and my dad's a bit of a fitness fanatic, mm-hmm. um. So I'm like, all right, like we never ran ten k before. Let's let's give this a go. Yeah. So I'm there. And we begin, and I get to about the five or six k mark, and I was like, Dad, why did you make me do this? <laughs> I was like, This is like terrible. Um and yeah, dad just being dad was so patient through that. He's like, Come on, am like just keep on pushing. Um, and then ended up like getting to that finish line and ended up like doing really well, ended up placing and getting first and like wow. getting a bit of cash, which honestly was a big game changer for me. Cause yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, like never had this before, <laughs> you know? So I think dad really helped me push myself along that line and then like go like that was the beginning of like the, yeah. you know, the fitness train. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. And then so moving on as was that the start of like your running career then?
1: Yeah, so I did the 10 k and then when I was at school, honestly, when I was in primary school and, like, normal school, like, you know, I never really thought I would get that much into running at all. Like, I remember being at cross-country at school in, like, you know, like, younger years, and I was just like, oh, no, I don't want to do this, you know, (laughs) like, doing everything to my parents to try and get out of it, you know, like, not enjoying it at all. Um, And then, yeah, like, Dad sort of, like, Kind of backed off from work a little bit, and he kind of introduced me to his like fitness world a little bit because he was a really big um like weightlifter, and he loves cycling. Yep. Um. So I just started running a bit with him, and then at school, I think when we moved to Bundaberg, I just started running a bit more just to like you know I just really started enjoying it, and then we did cross country one year, and I somehow managed in grade 11 to win and i was just like what like i just uh, i couldn't believe it. if i'm being honest yeah. and i think just from there um the fitness sort of increased and it's like driven like i've had a wave of like sports like all over the place like mm-hmm. was doing running and then when school sort of finished i went to college in brisbane mm. kind of went down the more weightlifting pathway yep. just because that's what like my dad did and that's where a lot of my friends went and I was just really, really enjoying weightlifting. Yep. Did um, you go as far as the
0: CrossFit kind of way or did you just stay with the Olympic lifting?
1: Just stayed with like the powerlifting sort
0: of stuff. Yeah. They're so smart because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of CrossFit's crap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I kind of gave it a crack. Like I did give a couple of CrossFit like sessions a crack and yep. I thought it was such a cool sport. Yeah. I'm like, they are athletes to be able to run a 10k and then suddenly like lift weights like that yeah um but i think just poor student emily was like i can't afford (laughs) the like crossfit gym so i was like okay well how are we gonna make this work and i was just going to the university gym and doing like a lot of
0: powerlifting how strong did you get with that like do you remember
1: oh deadlift was always my best yeah so i think i got up to like 140 i think for deadlift yeah squat it was really weird like squat and deadlift should like go side and side squat. Oh, squatting was no
0: bad. <laughs> mine's never been the same yeah I was
1: gonna say squatting was bad I was like oh I probably I did get up to 100 at one stage but yep. like not great and then our bench was like up to 70 so I was like getting there yeah um and then I think what happened from there was COVID yeah like COVID happened I think and then I was like well I just want to give something else a go yep. and I think I was moving out of like college and stuff, and I was just like, I've always wanted to give a triathlon a crack. Like, always. Mm. So, I just signed up for this, like, Olympic triathlon. Me, my friend and I, like, we're like, let's just give it a go. Ended up joining, like, a tri club to, like,
0: help, like, you know, get through it, because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And learn, like, the basics. That's always so good to join, like, a little club to... You know the tips and tricks that you can't really find out any other way. Yeah, exactly. And I remember rocking up to this tri club and I was like, I have no
1: idea what is going on. I remember they had all their um Zwift setups. Yeah. And I was like, What is Zwift? You know <laughs> I had no idea. And then it just kind of progressed from there and I my first triathlon was an Olympic distance. God, and you went was... straight to the middle of the field. Like, I know, Did you want to, like, for <laughs> go for a sprint or anything? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I think I just saw Malula by triathlon. I was okay. like, let's just do it. Good spot, though. Yeah, I was like, let's just do it. And I think I've always
0: been better with the longer stuff. So for shorter. the people who are listening who don't know what an Olympic distance is, do you yeah. want to explain which? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a 1.5-kilometer swim.
1: Yeah. Um, and then it's a 40k bike ride. And then it's a
0: 10-kilometre run. Well, you already had the run sorted. Yeah, yeah. The
1: run was there. Um, I remember swimming was not there. (laughs) Like, the swim actually on the day was cut to 750 metres. And I was stoked. (laughs) Were you swimming,
0: like, the lake or the sea at that time?
1: I was swimming mainly in the pool and then sometimes in the sea. Because in Queensland, it's so... Like, everyone open water swims there. Like, you can just go in the water. Like, I up north like where my parents are like they live right near the beach so you just go down the beach all the
0: time yep. which was awesome and then the race was that in the uh like the back rivers or was that in the ocean no it was in the ocean yeah oh, right.
1: you started like maloolaba like surf club yeah. sort of way and you go along there um but it was rough the water was rough and that's why they had to cut it to 750 meters yeah um, but I remember beforehand, dad and I, probably about four weeks beforehand, dad's like, right. And I'm like, you've got to do a practice run here. Mm. Like, let's go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I remember we did the swim and that was okay. Did the ride and I was like, starting to like, you know, you get there. I was like, oh no. And then the run, I reckon I had to walk the whole entire thing. Oh my God. And I think dad was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done, Emily? Um... But then we just gave Malubar a crack. And I just remember getting to the end and I was like, this is epic.
0: Yeah. You know, this the is. The adrenaline so epic. rush is like nothing else. If you could bottle that stuff up after a triathlon or any like endurance sport like that and like sold it as a drug, you'd be yes. a millionaire. <laughs> yes, honestly, <Yeah>. honestly. <laughs> I think I said that billion. on Hadi's episode, the yeah. same thing. I was like, just that feeling after you finish, you may feel so bad while racing. And as soon as you finish you're like, All right, next race. Like yeah, I yeah. felt like I wanted to like just stop halfway through. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's nothing like that on feeling ever.
1: Honestly, and even through those dark points, you know, in that yeah. like race in my first race where I was so naive, mm. I remember just looking around, and you're like, This is awesome. Like mm. this atmosphere here and you see people like of all different fitness levels. Yeah. And I love that. Like I love mm. just seeing people out there giving it
0: their best shot. I love that. It's such an inclusive sport. Such an inclusive sport. Like, you might be running next to, like, an 80-year-old, but they're still running, like Do you know what I mean? Or you might, like, the kids run past, and you're like, everybody's involved.
1: Yes, exactly. And just having the cheer squad on the sideline, and then having all the volunteers out there. Like, I was just like, this is awesome. I did get to the end, I was like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, this is awesome. So.
0: Kind of just, like, led into all the fitness pathway through that way. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then from there, what races have you done since?
1: Yeah. So, it kind of just spiraled. So, I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did Malula Bar. And then I wasn't planning on, honestly, doing much after that. Like, yeah. I was planning on keeping fit, but I wasn't planning much. And then we had some friends from our old tri-club in Queensland. They're like, hey, we're going up for like, to Cairns for, like, the half Ironman, the Ironman. Do you want to come? And mm-hmm. I was like, mate. That's, like, three weeks out. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do, like, a half man. But then I rang up Mum and Dad. I was like, hey, Dad, like, what do you want to do with Teams? And he was like, oh. yeah. And he's like, you know what? I am, if, as long as I can just ride the bike, I'm good. <laughs> um, so we just spontaneously went up there. And this was during, like, yeah, COVID time. So it was a bit restricted with travel and stuff. Yeah. We went up there. Um, and I did the swim and the run. Mm-hmm. And Dad did the um, bike. And ah. I just remember being up there in Cairns, tropical weather, yeah. looking around, seeing the Man signs, seeing again, like, all different, you know, ages, body shapes and sizes, different mm. genders, like, everything. And I was like, this is so cool. You yeah. know, I was like, everyone needs to experience this. Like, mm-hmm. just seeing how everyone is there, just giving it a go. And I remember being in that swim and I was... So nervous beforehand, but I remember looking to my right and seeing all the land, like all the land and people in the land, and then looking to my left and looking out to the ocean, the sun was rising. And I was like, you just gotta like take it in. You know, I was like, this is amazing. And then I get to the end, Dad does the ride, loves the ride, and then I get on the run and I was just like, let's just give it this a go. Let's just give it a crack. Mm. Um, and I did the 21 K and we got to the end. I was like, this is epic. I was like, right next year I'm coming back and doing the full. Yeah. So I think as soon as they like entries opened, I was like, yep, done. Signed up for the full. Wow. The next year. (laughs) Um, and what year was this? Oh my gosh. That was two years ago now. 2021.
0: Yeah. 2021.
1: Yeah. So pretty much at that stage I was doing my, my last year of my undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was finishing that. So that was in psychology and history. Um, and then I moved to the sunny coast for my thesis. And then during that time, I was like, okay, I'm doing I'm doing a full Ironman this year. You know, <laughs> like i got to get it together. Probably this one I did to do it while you're
0: doing your undergrad as yeah, well. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and it was also a perfect opportunity for me because, I don't know, it was like you didn't have all those, you know, constraints of life during that COVID times, like you usually yeah. did like, I literally like could go out and exercise for as long as I wanted to, mm. but I didn't like, I couldn't go and socialize here or things were closed here. So it yeah. was just the perfect open and like opportunity yeah. to do the Ironman. <laughs> so I joined a tri club in the sunny coast, um, Sunshine Coast Tri Academy. Yeah. Um, and got coached by Toby Coote, um, and still am. And he is like amazing. Like he's like my counselor and <laughs> my, and my coach. Yeah. Um, And I remember joining the club up there, and I just remember I rocked up for that first swim squad. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. I remember I was just like, I – what am I doing? I remember getting to the end, and Toby said to me – this is the first moment he also, like, had ever coached me. And Mm he's like, Emily, you – this is one of our easy sets. (laughs) Just there, and I always like puffing. And I honestly don't think I went back to a squad. I got coached still, but didn't go back to a squad for like <laughs> oh, two months after that because I was like, All right, I got some work to do. Um, but we just kept plodding along. Um, I went home to Bundy a lot because, again, COVID. So I was, like, doing my thesis at the Sunny Coast. Went home to Bundy and Dad was, like, my main training partner. Like, mm-hmm. he was amazing because he actually, to support me, signed up for the Half Ironman, oh, cool. which was really cool. Um, And then I actually met my partner, Liam, as well through triathlon. Yep. Yeah. So he was um, in a different state. But every time we saw each other, we were, like, trained together. Um, And then I did... Um, Mornin Bay did Mornin Bay triathlon. That was a classic distance for like a warm up before it. So that yep. was a really love that distance. It's a 2k swim, yep. 60k bike ride yep. and a 15k run. Is that what they call like a PTO race now? Is that kind yeah, of like, yeah, it's like similar to that yep. distance. And I love that distance. Yep. I was like, this is such a great in
0: between spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
1: was like, this is, and then I ended up doing that race and I remember swimming and swim felt great. Biking but bike felt great and I got to the run and I saw in the distance someone I knew <laughs> and then the competitiveness like took over and I was like right I've got to send this so I just started running and running faster and faster and then I remember I overtook this person and I was like oh my god now I have to keep this up you know <laughs> and I remember running past and my partner and I was like I went too hard too soon but um got to the end if that's and... not famous words of a trifle
0: I don't know what is
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, and then I got to the end, and I ended up like placing first, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, like this is great news. <laughs> yeah. This is positive leading up to the Ironman." Mm. Um, and then yeah, like three and a half weeks later, I did the Ironman. So really, kind of full sent it right yeah. into there. Yeah. Um, and then after the Ironman, probably like took a bit of time off just because I think honestly I thought. It took mentally out of me way more than
0: I expected. Yeah, you can't really train for that mental side either.
1: No, I honestly... It was a big learning curve, actually, because you finish it. And, like, everyone would say this for big races. But, like, you do. You get in this little, like, little, like, spot where you're like, what do I do now? Because it's so life-consuming. And you don't realise how life-consuming it is because you're so tunnel vision. Yeah. You know, you're so tunnel vision in this one direction and, like, you've, like, surrounded yourself by people who are, like, all doing the same thing. Yeah. And then so I'm like, oh, how do I, like, socialise normally again? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, what do you mean we're catching up without doing a bike ride? You know? You know? Like, so that back was really the, interesting. Back to the race. How'd you go yeah. in the Ironman? I did do well. I ended up coming fifth, I think, in my age group. Yep. Um, and I... The swim was epic. Um, how'd the... you go with the heat? Well, I guess yeah. you were already
0: training in Queensland, so you were yeah. halfway there with the heat kind of stuff. But going yeah. extra up north, how'd you go?
1: I love the heat, so okay. I don't do well in cold races. Right, but then the heat races, I seem to just thrive off. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the bike ride. I don't know what I don't know what happened because previously beforehand. I'd done a 180k bike ride just to make sure I could do it and yep. I bonked so hard and mentally I found it so tough so I was like okay this will be interesting and in the race I just put my head down and I don't I was just loving it like I was just <laughs> loving being there being around people yeah. and I think I was just letting myself get distracted a little bit by like you know enjoying I'm like when else when else is this highway closed off you know yeah. when else am I riding along the cloak like Coast with no cars going past me. Yeah. You know, there was one point which I was like, this is disgusting though, because someone in front of me um <laughs> went to do a snot rocket, but it <laughs> flew back onto me because of the wind. Oh. And I was just mortified. I was like, get me off this bike. <laughs> um, but I just also like I didn't stop. I just sort of was like, I'm just gonna keep going, just keep going. And I knew at the end. Um, my mum and my dad were there supporting, and my brother actually came to surprise me, which was oh, so cute. gorgeous. Yeah, so I got off the bike, and they were all then I knew they were there, and that's what was keeping me going. I mm. was like, "Yep, okay, like I know they're there, and I know when I'm on that run is laps, so yeah. I know I can see them." you say exactly the same thing. Yeah, all
0: his big races how. Having that support crew around is so helpful.
1: It's I reckon it's one of the most important things for me. Like, I reckon having that support there and, like, knowing that I've sacrificed but also they've sacrificed so yeah. much...
0: To be there for to you. To be
1: there, exactly. And they're supporting. And they're out there for a big day, too. And so you know? by the time you got onto the run, your dad had already finished... Dad had finished. Yep, yep. he crazy man. He actually got a stress fracture a few days beforehand, and he still committed. And he still just walked the whole entire thing, the whole entire run. So he committed, but he was there in the sideline. He had a big massive microphone, and and so they're there with the sirens, um, doing the microphone. And then Sam was there like cheering me on. Mum was there cheering me on. Um, so that was like such a good experience. Um. And then pretty much after yeah, so that was an amazing experience. Then after that, uh, Lee and my partner was like, right, well, I'm doing it Iron Man. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we're gonna keep going. Yeah. Um. So then after that, I took a bit of time off, and then I got back on program. I'm a big advocate for just personally, like I need time off. Yes. Because if I just continuously keep pushing through
0: more and more, like, it almost pushes me away from the sport. Okay. So, like, in that time off, did you just keep moving in, like, a gentle kind of way, though? Just, like, no structure. So, if
1: I wake up in the day and I'm, like, I want to go for a little ride today, I'll go for a ride. Or if I want to wake up and go for a little swim, I'll go for a swim. But if I don't want to, I don't have to. Okay. Like that. Yeah. And I just feel like I don't... Like, keeping generally fit, but, like, I don't have to have, you know, put all my mental capacity into it. And just, like take the opportunity to, like, catch up with friends again, yep. you know, go out and, like, spend the whole day at the beach rather than, like, you know, riding around and all that sort of stuff. Just to have that mental break for me is, like, super important mm. after any race. Yep. Um, I find it really hard to back it up. But then I feel like when I'm ready, I'm ready to, like, go back onto yeah. it again. Yep. Um, yeah, so Liam signed up for the Ironman in Cairns, and then we both moved to Adelaide. Okay. Yeah, and then so pretty much from there, it just started again. Um, and then I – um, we signed up for some of the races here. So we did uh, Murray Man. Yes. So he did the half and I did the Olympic. Yep. And I think that was a massive turning point for me actually because I pushed really deep for that race and I ended up winning that race. And I think that was like a massive game changer for me to see how deep I could push because yep. I sort of – did the swim
0: and that was like 2023
1: yeah or was it 2022 20, okay yep. 20. so then like I yeah I really pushed deep for that race I remember I on the bike I remember someone telling me just send it like you're not gonna run okay. so I was like I've never raced like that before you know I've always <laughs> held myself back a little bit so yeah. I was like let's just send it like let's just send this bike yeah so I, I did And then we got into the run and then they made – someone made this comment and they said, oh, that's right, the commentator. (laughs) So I didn't realise I was in a good position at all. I was just doing my own race and I was just there for a good time. Mm. And then the commentator said, oh, Emily Barrett, like, second girl running, like, will she catch up to first? And I was like, all right. (laughs) Game on, (laughs) Game is on. So I was like, okay. So I just sort of, like, picked up the pace Picked the person that I had to overtake, overtake. I was like, Emily, you just got to hold this. You just got to hold this. You just got to hold this. Yeah. And I managed to, and I got over that finish line, and I was like, that was really amazing for me, because one, that was the first race. I'd never had my family there, and I was right. like, I didn't know how I'd go without not having that support there. Yeah, of course. Um, And then two, just digging that deep and see how much I could, like, push on the run, but man, you see those finish line photos and my face is not in a good state. Oh my state. God, I will be posting that, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. you worry.
0: <laughs> it is honestly such a bad state. But, but that's that, the oh. best part. Like that photo at the end really shows how much effort and yeah. pain and yeah. everything you put into that race. Oh, 100%. Were and you, think, um, What bike were you riding as well? I was riding my Canyon
1: TT, yep. so I got my Canyon TT right before my Ironman. Yeah, fancy. Um, yeah, it's well, I, it was at a massive special, and okay. I was like, I'm doing an Ironman, let's treat myself, yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go for it. Um, But yeah, Liam and I, unfortunately, we've got way too many bikes. <laughs> is that a problem? Like, yeah, I think it is, honestly. Honest, you can Our have garage. more of other crap things. <laughs> yeah, that is true, that is true. We just got so many bikes, but I mean, we use them, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did that, uh, Murray Man, and then I did, uh, what was the other one? I did Bagara, so I went home, and Mm -hmm. I came first in that one as well, so that was, like, all this stuff was kind of just rolling together, and I was a bit confused, if I'm being honest, because I was, like, I was training hard, but I also never expected to do that well in a way, like, I was doing it because I loved it, and because I met so many people around me that loved it, and I loved living that lifestyle. Yeah. Um... So I went home and did that race, which is awesome. And I think a big thing that actually helped as well was that Liam was in Ironman training. So for me to socialize with Liam, yeah. you know, <laughs> I had to be training as well. Yeah. Um, and he was going out and riding with the boys all the time. And I was like, okay, like I was new to Adelaide, didn't really know who to ride with. So I would ride with them. Mm. And they, I got dropped like every single time, <laughs> you know, like every Saturday I was like, here we go again. Yeah. But I think it honestly made me such a more, like, better rider. And I think it really prepped me for those races and to have all that training behind us was really, really good. Yeah. And then we went to Cairns. And he did the full and I did the half. And this was last year, so 2022. Yep. Um, and I was in pretty good... I was, like, I would say I was pretty fit at that stage. Like, I was doing really well. Like, I had a really good consistent base. And I think for me, like, consistency is... Like, I think for triathlon, like, consistency is key. Yeah. Like, that routine, Mm -hmm. like, is so essential. Like, if I can wake up, you know, early, get my training in, go to bed early, like, I just feel really good. And feel like I'm ready to, like, chase the day. Yeah. And, like, races are like that too, right? Like, you get up early, you go to bed early, like, for the races and stuff. So, I just, like, was simulating everything. And I went along and I was there and then ended up doing a really, really good race. Like, my swim had improved a lot. I biked really well and my run was just, like, way better than I've done previously. And then yeah. I ended up placing third at the Ironman 7.3. Wow. So that was an awesome... I wasn't expecting that either. I remember, yeah. like, seeing the results. I was like, no, no. Like, refreshed it again and <laughs> again. And yeah, I was like, I don't believe this. Um, but that was an awesome experience for me because that was sort of like as well like okay like Emily like you're doing pretty well at this you know like you're doing Mm. okay at this like this is a really I was really shocked by it as well and I just loved the whole experience of being up there and again dad came up and did the seven point three so he was racing with me and did you win
0: I just have you did you beat your dad
1: yes I beat (laughs) my dad honestly I think he's just like he's a bit sour about it all the time but he
0: always looks at the little bike stuff do you ever say to him like you are that fit and good because of him
1: uh, yeah. yeah, oh hundred percent. Like I honestly give all my fitness credit to my like I think he was the one who like started it all and yeah. like I think I've met so many people through it now, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without his like initial support and yeah. initial start. Like he was there every like you know bike ride where I chucked a tantrum. He was <laughs> the one there and he was like, all right, we need to give you some OJ. We need to give you some gels. Like he was the one that was there and also like my mom. Like my mom sacrificed. So much during those periods as well because yep. I was back home in Queensland. Um, and mum would be there, and she would, you know, we did a massive ride from Bundaberg to Agnes, and that was like 120k, I think. And mum would be there driving a support, and then she'd like pull over and like, you know, meet us up the road to give us like, you know, smarties or whatever we needed. Oh, that's a bet. Yeah, and then she would drive us home, and then mum would like, you know, drive me to the pool, and she was just like so supportive as well. And like, I was coming home. As well from Adelaide for weekends, she would like know I'd be training, and she would still support me so much. Did you have a bike that. in
0: each state so you can? Oh, train? it's a bit embarrassing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little roadie back at home because I'm like, well, what like when we go home, we love like we loved all to ride together. Yeah. So got a bike back at home, but my dad's the worst. He's got like a bike in England and my like my mum's family's in England so he's got like a bike there yeah he's got a bike he left a bike with us here in Adelaide so yeah. when he comes to Adelaide mm-hmm. he's got a bike in Brisbane for when he visits Brisbane
0: and I'm like mate you you gonna have like <laughs> he bikes sorted. around
1: yeah like, could honestly
0: start like a worldwide bike hire service yeah <laughs> Honestly, I was like, you should move over here
1: and just like hire out all your bikes. You've yeah. got more bikes than a bike shop does. <laughs> <laughs> but I give so much credit to him as well. And then we went to like England and my brother gave like a half a go and stuff. Yeah. So like it's become like a bit of a family thing now, which oh, is that's really cool. The best. So yeah. is your brother
0: living over there too?
1: So my brother's in Canberra. Okay. Um and he has just started actually bringing up a lot of like um he's crazy. See, this is what <laughs> I can't get my head around is I want to one day, but I still got to mentally prepare myself, is for races with no sleep. So he will do, like, 500k bike rides for races and where you, like, you know, you just send it for as long as you can, pull over when you're tired, sleep for one or two hours, you know, and then keep going. Or, like, he just recently, two weekends ago, did a 24-hour bike ride. I know, and I'm just like, that's crazy. (laughs) I'm like, I can't, like, get my head around that quite yet. Like, yeah. I've done... This year, I actually did a ultra marathon, which was 55 kilometer run. Ooh, which one did you do? I did the Monado one. I um, can remember you
0: saying about this. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, it was, like, all the It was really cool. It was around the, like, zoo. Yeah. Um, and then you go out to the trails, and you go out to the trails. And that was awesome, but I got to sleep at the end. So, oh. I was <laughs> happy. But my brother, I was like, I don't know how you do it. Did with you stay things. at the zoo after? No, we... Just did it for a day. But it would have been cool. It would have been really cool to go to the zoo. Like, it was pretty cool. Like, you're running past and you look to your right and there's, like, hippos and stuff. And these are, like, like, the back roads through the zoo? Yeah, like, all the trails. Yeah. Yeah. When I
0: was in, maybe, like, year 9 or 10, we did, like, a school sleep over there. No way! And there was this one point where they, like... Oh, I can't remember what it was about. But it was, like, they dropped us off every 200 metres, like, a person. And then drove another person. I love And they literally left us for an hour to, like, think about life and then they'd come and pick us up but it was <laughs> i reckon it was on the same back road probably was it's really pretty out there
1: yeah it's yeah. really it feels like you're in a nature park yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really cool and the gravel and stuff you're like this is awesome yeah but that was a really cool like I, they do a 10k as well so they do okay. a 10k 55k i think that's the only distances but i would recommend it it was a really cool event for people yeah um, but I did learn during that a lot. Like I actually, I've never been, um, touch wood why I'm now, but like, I've never been injured before. And like, okay. I did like a lot of consistent, like, you know, big races like previously. Mm. Um, but I did this run and I think this year, um, I've just been like, it's been a big year. You know, I was not training very consistently with like study. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do this ultra. And I was just running and I realized how my body, I love running, like out of the three of them, like running's my one that I can just go out the door and just run. I love like mental capacity. Like I can go for a 2K run. Or a 20K run. And I feel like I get that buzz afterwards. You yeah. know, you just feel good when you've that. gone for a run. I
0: don't run, but I yeah. get that after a <laughs> swim. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. It doesn't matter how far you go, how long you go. You just feel good about yourself when you've done it. Yeah. But I was just running and I think I've never been I've never been a high volume athlete. Like mm-hmm. I've always not dealt well with like a really high volume. I think more yeah. like quality sessions and like rest periods are good for me. Um, And I was just running up to this one. And I was just getting, like, feeling worse and worse, to be honest with you, just running. Yeah. And I feel like when I was running, I wasn't rebounding back like I usually do. Okay. Yeah, like, riding, I feel like I can go out for a 100k ride, and then I'll be tired, but the next day I wake up and be like, oh, I can still go out and ride again, or
0: I can go out and swim again. Do you feel like uh, there's a difference between, so, like, training... For triathlon, because you got those three different sports, but for the run, you're just running. Do you reckon yes. and that was what your body was yep. not like? Don't know how to say it, but like mm-hmm. not reacting well to yes. just the running. Hundred percent. Because we had this conversation with Huddy, and he said the exact same thing when he yep. was going for his ultra. His body was actually in its worst shape, and if he was gonna do it again, he's like, I need to keep swimming and riding. Yep. just to keep going.
1: Hundred percent agree. Like that, yep. I, I honestly. I just realized how much my body didn't cope with it. And like I did get an injury from it and I've never been injured before. And I think, yeah. And I think I didn't feel as fit. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel as round of fit. I was not going to the gym and I usually like previously to this year, I was always going to the gym with my training and I feel like I've realized how important that is as well. Like strength behind you. So important. Like, and also like preventative and like for your future. And I think, I don't know, like, it's really taught me a lot about that. And, like, for example, um, Liam, like, my partner, like, he can go out and he can do really high volume and he can just go for it and he can, like, run and run, like, lean up to his cans. Like, he ran and ran and ran and I just can't. Like, I just can't back it up and my body just doesn't feel as bouncy and it just doesn't feel as good. Yeah. But if I give myself those breaks and, like, if I chuck in just a small four or five kilometre run just for absolute enjoyment in the week – my other runs in the week are so much better yep. because I just don't have any expectations on that run. And this is just completely for me. Yeah. But yeah, I find that like running and sw- I mean, riding and swimming honestly, like helped me. I would, if I was to go back and do it again, a hundred percent, I would still incorporate those other things. And
0: would you get some strength in there by doing a couple of gym sessions as well?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. That's why I really enjoy about my training. I never have turned off the gym side of it too. Like, even if it is just, like, two days and upper and a lower day, I always find it's nice to be able to kind of add to your swimming or add to your run and biking by keeping, like, your quads and your back and shoulders really still strong.
1: Yes, I reckon it's so important. And if this, like, knee... I've just had, like, a little knee injury recently from the ultra um, and just going back to the gym and I feel so much better already and I just feel like I'm a better all-rounded athlete yep. when I go to the gym and yep. I feel like I feel stronger i feel better on the bike i'm getting mm-hmm. more stretching in because when i go to the gym i like make that active effort to stretch well I mean, yeah. if i'm at home i'm like oh i should stretch but i just don't yeah, you know yeah. like it's
0: just not like i need to get in that routine and when i go to the gym i am in that routine yeah like my ideal year of training is like keep your cardio and stuff leading up so probably like three months before the season starts summer and then a couple of months after. And in winter, I literally cut everything other than mm-hmm. swimming and I just get really strong. Yeah, yeah. And then that kind of helps kind of – It you translates. Can get, yeah, literally because I feel like your bike and stuff isn't that hard to lose but if you're strong, it's easier to get back. Yes. And the same with yeah everything else. Whereas you swim, if you lose that, it's gone. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. No, it's so true. And I think swimming is also a great one because you yeah. can go and swim five, six days a week. Yeah. And you can bounce back like that. Mm -hmm. You don't get injured, you know, like, well, hopefully you don't get injured. (laughs) The occasional, like, like, calf cramp, but other than that,
0: when you put your flippers on. Yeah,
1: and I feel like you just feel like a good athlete when you swim as well. Like, it's such a good sport for that. And I feel like, Mm. yeah, gymming and swimming, I think, are so important. And, yeah, if I could do this year again, I probably would go back and still try and incorporate them as much as I can and probably cut back on the running because, in all honesty, I felt like – You know, it was a long way to run, but I felt like I had that fitness level from all the other ones. I could have got away with it probably better and probably, at the end of the day, bounce back better from it, if that makes sense. And I think... That's what I've learned as well for me is, like, I need, like, I want to bounce back from these events and stuff. Yep. So I feel like it is so important to, like, incorporate that all. And, like, yeah. even, like, a little bit, like, never really was into it a lot, but like, a little bit of yoga and stuff like that. Like, I've done some hot yoga here in Adelaide yep. and um,
0: found that really good. I just really stretching. like of Pilates for that kind of yeah. help as well. Yeah. So, yeah, both of those kind of stretching kind of time to, taking time to actually stretch all those like, smaller muscles that you yes. really don't use yes. normally. Yes, that's but it. it's always... You use them so much in this sport without even knowing. <laughs> yep, yeah,
1: honestly, it's those small muscles that you don't even think about. Yeah. Like, I remember when I had this, like, knee injury... I remember, like, my coach sending me these, like, exercises. And I was like, what What are these? You know, <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. And then there's all these tiny muscles that you don't even realize. And they're so important at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And that, like, little mobility work and stretching work. And, like, it doesn't feel like... The time like... on
0: the tennis ball. The football, yes. Or on the roller. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, I realized, like, when I started doing these exercises again, I was like, my balance is out the roof. Like, you know, I'll do you know, one-legged squats or, like, do one-legged, like, straight leg deadlifts. And I'm, like, all over the place, like, yeah. wobbling. I'm, like, and then just seeing the consistency, how much it's built. And I feel like you feel so much better when you have done those gym exercises. Yeah. So a 100% agree.
0: Even if it's just, like, your single-legged uh, leg extensions and stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. so simple, but, yet, yeah, it's so effective.
1: Yeah, exactly. I honestly would advocate for everyone that, like, Again, it's not for everyone, but I really advocate that the gym is so important. And it's crazy, like, you know, initially you might not see the initial, like, straightaway reward from it, but long term, so much better. And also, long term, if you can prevent those future injuries, that's what you want, you know. So the
0: prehab, so you don't have to do the rehab. Yes, exactly. And, like,
1: oh, like, injuries suck. You know, at the end of the day, they suck. Like, I. This knee injury, like I have got very frustrated through it mm-hmm. and like I it's prevented me from doing what I love doing. Yeah. Um and like we are like I am getting back there now, which is really, really awesome and yeah. really good to see. But still like just to ride that wave of emotion, I feel like it's what like, you know, keeps me going and I feel like if I can like prevent that in the future, like I'll do anything that yeah. I can. Yeah, you we know? were talking about
0: yeah. with Paige on episode That 19 in the last season, because we were talking about, like, ACL injuries and stuff. And, yeah, she said the similar thing to you. It's so important to do that prehab to help the rehab later. Yep. But also the part of, like, how hard it is to stop when you are so fit. It's so hard. I think that's the thing as well. Like, at the
1: end of the day, this ultra, probably looking back, I shouldn't have done it, if I'm being honest. Like, I think... It was a great experience for me. Yeah. But I think this year I was just under like a lot of impact and like external stresses from uni and I mm-hmm. wasn't training consistently. Yeah. And to just go out and do like an ultra marathon, like that's not good in my body. But me being me was like, oh, no, nah, she'll be right. You know, yeah, like we'll yeah. keep sending it. And now I look back and I'm like, no, this prehab stuff and listening to your body is so important. And like fueling is like also so important. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've learned and I'm such a big advocate for now is fueling, especially, like, as well for girls. Like, yeah. it's so easy to underfuel. Mm-hmm. So easy to underfuel. Yeah, hundred percent I feel that. Mm, so I feel like it's so... I've really learned over the years. Like, I would say, for example, we drew my full Ironman, I probably fueled the same as I did in my half Ironman. Okay. And I think that's just because I learned so much more about fueling through that transition. And yeah. I honestly think that's why one of the contributors, I say, is why I progressed and, like, did come third at the half Ironman is because my fueling was just so much more intact and I was eating so much more and I was feeling so much better. But it was so much more of the right thing. Exactly. So much more of the right thing and, like, practicing, like, practicing having those gels, you know. Honestly, like, with those, like, oats in the morning, smash those oats, you know. And, like, a big game changer for me was eating something before training. Like, okay. beforehand, I was never doing that. Like, I would yeah. just rock up to the pool and I would be like, oh, I just, you know, I'll eat afterwards. But now I always... Even if it's just, like... You know, one of my friends taught me this and I now love it. So, credits to her. It's like a, like, coffee, but then you put some BCC powder in it and some dates. And you, like, crush it up, like, in a smoothie. It's like a little, like, almost coffee smoothie. And I just have that in the car on the way to training. And I honestly, my training has been so much better. I think I need to try this. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, it's actually... It tastes really good, and it's also, like, I just could not believe the change in my swims and the change in my
0: training. Is that why you're so fast? (laughs) No!
1: Honestly, it was actually, like, it's crazy how much it changes, and, like, as soon as, like, I feel, like, as soon as I finish a big ride, like, you know, go in the house, make sure, like, I have something straight away, have, like, a smoothie or, like, a protein shake or something, have a shower, and then have something again, and I feel like at the time, I felt like I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm eating so much. But it was working, yeah. you know, it was working. So I was like, oh, I'm such a big advocate for like nutrition yeah. and for like fueling your body and everyone's different. So you've got to figure out what works for you. You know, right. like some people don't deal well with gels and then some people work really well with like, like just normal food and then other way around, you know, some people don't deal well with having food like when they're running and stuff. So yeah. you just got to figure out what works for you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. All right. Since you mentioned your uni degrees a yeah. few times, let's have a chat. Yeah. So let's talk about all of them. Okay. So in celebration of just finishing your final one, Thank which we'll you. talk about. Thank you. Um, what happened? Where did we start? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I started with my undergrad at University of Queensland yep. in um, psychology, ancient history and archaeology. Okay. Very Very weird. different.
0: How, <laughs> yeah. how? What?
1: It's a very weird combo. So I think I finished school and I was like, I don't really
0: know what I want to do. What year did you finish school? 2015.
1: Oh, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't really know what I want to do in yeah. all honesty. And I knew I wanted to go to university, knew I wanted to like accomplish stuff. I was like, I don't know. And then, in all honesty, I just had a lot of friends come to me for feedback all the time so I was like okay maybe psych (laughs) and then I loved history I loved history at school like ancient history not modern not modern not a fan Mm -hmm. but ancient history I loved so I was like you know what it's only one extra year at uni to grab that like extra like dual degree let's do it Mm. so I went to the University of Queensland and went through that process and I loved it I had great experiences there like I went over to Canada for six months to study, oh, wow. which is amazing. Like made some We're amazing about. friends. I went to this tiny town called London in Ontario. Yep, yeah. Like interesting town, Yeah, <laughs> but it was a great time and it was like quite near Toronto and like made some like friends for life, which was uh, awesome. So good. Um, pretty much came back to Australia. I did six more months of study and I was just like, why am I here? So went on exchange again to Ireland because <laughs> I was like, why not? Like take these up. I'm like big advocate. Take the opportunities when they're yeah. there, you know. So went to Ireland for six months to study in Dublin, which was again unreal. I recommend yeah. Dublin to like everyone. It's so cool. Um, mm. Came back and then I finished that degree and then I was like, right, if I want to go down the psych pathway, which is what I was thinking initially, um, I was like, got to go and do my thesis now. So I went to the University of the Sunshine Coast. I made to the sunny coast because I was like, I miss the beach. I want to be near the beach. Yeah. Um, and I did my thesis. So I actually was going down like the sports psych, sort of element there. Yeah. So I did my thesis in um, like uh, metacognition. So the way you think about your own thoughts, Okay. Um, which is kind of crazy. And then um, anxiety before a race. And this was comparing people who went in like independent individual sports so like triathletes and runners and stuff yep people in team sports so, like football players netball players and then online gamers okay yeah and we looked at the difference to see like who prior to a race or an event i should say had the most like anxiety um wow. etc yeah so pretty interesting it actually came out to be um online gamers Okay. Yeah, and then um, individual sports and then team sports. And I think that, again, came out because, like, online game is, like, if you're gaming and stuff, right, like, you're by yourself and you have a lot more time to ruminate and think about your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a team sports and you're surrounded by people so you can let it out and you're kind of, like, relaying off and each support's other. And the there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I did my thesis there, which was really awesome. And during that time there um i got an experience in a in a allied health clinic because i was like well i need to get some clinical experience um and there was again like ot's there there was psychologists there and speechies there and i was like i never ever ever thought i want to work with kids like no (laughs) I didn't even contemplate it and i got there and then i was working as a aha and i started working like with all the different elements and I just fell in love with a speech with kids. Like, I just was like, I can see myself doing that, like this, for a really long time. Yeah. So then I was like, stuff it. Like, masters is two years for psych anyway. Let's go and do my two years masters of speech. Yeah. Um, so Liam got posted here, and then I got accepted into my masters here. So it's all just figured out. And in the past two years, just finished my masters in speech pathology. Yeah. Okay. Soul crushing experience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you like? Yeah. So, I had friends who did speech. Um, yeah. And do you like pick on people, how they talk and everything? Now? Oh my God. Like, it's so funny. I ask yeah. the same question when they finish uni. They're like, yeah, to know. And then, like, since then, they're like, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like half the time I can't speak English. Like, half <laughs> the time I say something, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going into speech therapy? How do you
0: go, like, listening to podcasts and how people speak on them?
1: I. I think you are more sort of wired in. Okay. You are more wired in. Yeah. But I think as well, because I love... I think it depends on your interests as well. Like, mm. pe- like, speech pathology is such a broad area. Like, it's so funny because I'm like, yes, finally pick something specific. No, this is not specific <laughs> at all. I'm like, there's so many avenues to go down. Mm. Um, and I think I love, for like, for example, I love working with kids and I love w- working on like, their language and their speech. And so, like, for adults, like, when adults say one or two things, like, even my granddad, like, I can tell there's, like, you
0: know, a little bit of elements there, but I'm like, oh, I can't, like, diagnose him, you know, yeah. like, I can't do that. Um, but it's, like, similar to me, like, I now look at, like, floor plans and I'm like, yeah, that's crap. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm literally, yeah. Like, I am so picky, I can't drive past like, any kind of building anymore without yeah. picking out, like, I was like, somebody did not do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird when you learn something like speech or design and how you get so picky on the rest of the world. <laughs>
1: yes, I feel like you're just more widened, aren't you? And yeah. You're more aware. You're yeah, like, yeah, very, like, hyper-aware of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're more aware of your own speech as well. Like, yeah. for me, I might, like, say a word or I might, like, you know, trip over a word. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Have I, have I got stuttering? Like, have I got it? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. Like, you know, it's just like you
0: completely overthink this mm. stuff. Um, I and think just since you're more aware. having this podcast and having to edit it, like from the beginning and listening to my voice to now, <laughs> yeah. I honestly yeah. had to like mentally think that's not me talking. Yes. And so yeah. I can listen to the whole thing and it's, I know I speak much better now, yeah. but, like, isn't it interesting? Like when you're so, so wide into like, who else sits with a headphone and listening to yes. themselves talk back? Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, even when I record, like, sometimes we have to record client sessions just because, yeah. like, you'll go back and you'll have to, like, record the information. And yep. I'm like, skip over my part I'm talking and skip over <laughs> my <part." laughs> because
0: I'm like, oh, my voice. Yeah, no, you yeah. get used to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's been a massive two years. Like, I think... It's been, like, huge and it's probably been a way more emotionally tolling than I mm-hmm. expected because it's, like, a four-year degree compressed into two years. Oh, wow. It's It's big and it's been a big, big, big experience. And I think the last year I've sort of unfortunately had to pull back on a lot of stuff I love. Like, yeah. I had to pull back on, like, the triathlon sort of elements a little bit there. And my coach and I had various discussions to just say, like, look, I need to get through this degree first and... Like he was he's been so supportive throughout the whole entire thing. Yeah and he's been like amazing. Like he's actually the one half the time's like, Look, like, let's come off structure for a while, take some time, get mm. through this part, and then you can come back on when you're ready. Um but I'm so excited for next year and honestly, it's just like have that routine. Yeah. You know, like not have those massive assessment periods, just have like more consistency and like I can, you know, train way more consistently. Like I can come home. And like be home, you know, like I don't have to come home and do all my study and my assignments. And then you're not like waiting for your like assessment results. And it's just been a massive two years and there's no holidays within it too. Yeah. But it'd be an amazing experience. Like I've just come back from like the NT for like a placement experience and that was epic. Yeah. Absolutely loved the NT. Yeah. Yeah. So like a very different experience to your placements in Adelaide. So different, yeah. So different. I think I I have loved the metro placements, but I think you're out there in this remote community, and it's small. Like it is tiny out there, yeah. you know. So like everything. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know, but there's a big raft base out there, so there's okay. quite a few. Um, but it was out in Catherine. Um, but it was just a beautiful experience, like working so that out there. So they explained
0: all the sandwiches on this side. Oh my god! Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To give context, I literally. Every Thursday and Friday or whatever, we'd go to this, like, um, big waterfall, Catherine Gorge. Yeah. And we'd take up our sandwiches and make a sandwich up there for sunset and stuff. Oh, like, it was so... beautiful. And, like, if you love the outdoors and mm-hmm. stuff, it's beautiful there. And, you know, they've got the hot springs there. And even to work in those remote communities was awesome. And I, I loved it because I'm a morning person. and like. Yep to get up there early like to get in your exercise and all that you have to get up early so everyone's up there bright and early like getting their exercise in they've just started their first park run which is exciting oh wow so the NT was awesome I actually really enjoyed as well being there solely for placement because I think when you're here and I was on placement you know you come home and you've got like all those regular sort of uh, I don't know, like jobs you've got to do and I've got to catch up with this friend I've got to do this and I've got to do that and like life's still there. Yeah. Well, when you're up there, you're like, I'm here for placement. You know, I'm here for nothing else except for that. Yeah. So you just, I just got in a really good routine and I really, really enjoyed it. So and how like, long yeah. were you there for? It was a while. Uh, Yeah, nine weeks. Nine weeks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it was pretty brutal. Like we came back Came back on Sunday, then Tuesday, our final exam, and then Friday, final wow. assessment. So, it was a bit of a slam in last week, but we had grab ball last night,
0: so we're there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, going back to your thesis on, like, the anxiety pre-race, what's your tips and what did you learn that could help somebody who is, like, an athlete or wanting to be an athlete before a race?
1: Yes. So, I feel like... I will give you the research point of view because I'm actually terrible at it myself. (laughs) Um, I actually like, I find before a race, I actually get like really, I've got better. I've got Mm -hmm. way better. I think the more races I've done, i got better. But I do like that day before I get really like angsty about stuff. And I'm like, oh gosh, like overthinking. But the main thing is that I think we found in our research is that you are completely in control of your own thoughts. Okay. So you are in control of everything that comes into your head and your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes thinking about your own thoughts isn't the greatest thing. So, for example, like, rumination. So, like, you just keep overthinking the same thing again and again and again and again. Yeah. And a lot of the time, if you are, you know, a lot of people can get in that cycle and you need to snap out of it because if you keep thinking of that thought again and again and again and again you're going to stop performing that way, you know? But okay. if yeah. you snap out of that and start twisting that and knowing that you have the capability to change that mindset, no one else, just you, mm-hmm. then you are able to change that mindset into something else and something more positive. How do you change it? So it's like over like self-control. So it's practice pretty much and it? it's practice. So for example, say before a race, I'm, the, I'm thinking, I don't know if I, if I can get through this swim. I don't know if I can get through this swim. That water is really choppy. That water is super choppy. How am I going to get through this swim? The only person who is thinking that is myself. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, every single other person in that race is going through that same swim, that same chop. Yeah. So what can I do to change that? Yeah. So I've got to take the element where I either change it, and I'm either like, okay, well you know what, Emily, you have practiced. You have practiced in the open water. And you've made that like element that I know in Queensland, even where the like my coach, whenever the water's choppy, you're still in there because mm-hmm. you're practicing that choppiness so you can simulate the race. Or you might be like, you know what? Let's get to that first boy. Let's get to that first boy in that swim, put our head up, and then we'll see where we're at. And you just got to completely change your mindset and know that you have the capability to do that. And it's mm. hard to do that. And no matter what I say, You know, it's – there's not just one single tip to it. It's just continuation over a long period of time for you to be like, oh, what am I thinking? Control that thought and change that thought. So, that means you are taking control over that thought. Yeah. Because otherwise, it just keeps on continuously ruminating, ruminating, ruminating. Um. And then, again, you've got, like, your own individual things as well that you've got to do. But the main thing is, yeah, like, you have control over that thought. No one else has control over yeah. that thought.
0: Yeah. How do you... What do you recommend for, like, through the study on, like, people and the sleeping the night before? I know mm. I've spoken to a lot of, like, triathletes and people in sport and they always find that they never sleep well the night before.
1: Yeah, I know. I think I feel you on that one. <laughs>
0: um, I think
1: at the end of the day... Again, you've got to control your own thoughts. I think what I found that I have really helped, and again, I think in research it's been found as well, is like if you simulate those sleep. So for example, say you have to be up at 4am for a race. Um, I know like a couple of days beforehand, I'll go to bed really early and I'll wake up at that time. So like okay. I'm already in that body clock sort of mindset yeah. and my body's ready to be in that clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of the day as well, you have done every single thing. You can do to be there. Yep. There's nothing you can change overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing you can change overnight except for your own thoughts yeah. about that race and taking control about those own thoughts and changing that into a positive image. Because if you have a negative image going into that race, more stay. than likely it will stay yep. and you'll negatively find it hard in that race. If you switch that to a positive image in that race, you're probably going to perform more down that positive image way. So
0: in that visualisation, still visualising the race before you get there, but try and think it in the best possible way.
1: Exactly, exactly. And then also having like that plan and that image in your head. So like rather than going and being like a bit fuzzled, you have that image in your head. So like, okay, I am going in the water, I'm doing 10 hard, and then I'm smoothing it out. And then I'm doing bilateral breathing. Sweet. Go into transition, what's the first thing I do? Wetsuit off and then visualise it. Like I visualise it in my head when I'm in transition. I'm like, wetsuit off. Then I put this on, this on, helmet on, bike out, Mm -hmm. take a gel. And then on the run, again, visualise it all. So you know in your head exactly the steps that you're going to do during that race. Yeah. And you're in control over that. No one else is in control of that. And some like stuff in race happens, you know. But like, for example, even if you get a puncture okay, like, what can I do about this? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's so easy to get flustered and turn into that negative space. And yeah. I think everyone finds it so easy to go towards maybe the more negative space I and think the positive that space. side is never spoken about. Yes. And this is yep.
0: why it is so easy to slip into that neg- negative space. But yep. we never know because nobody's ever spoken about what that negative space is and how to get out of it. Yep. Like yep. that dark hole while you're racing.
1: Yes, 100%. It- like, I know it is so hard... <laughs> To switch out of that negative space like for example my iron man my big chain ring stopped working yep and i have previously been in situations like that where i have switched to a negative headspace and i find it very hard when i'm in that negative headspace to get out of it so it's impossible sometimes. it is it is honestly it's super impossible and like no matter what people say mm. it's yourself that needs to get out of that headspace so i knew the moment that happened i was like Do not let yourself get in there. You know, do not let yourself get in there. This is good. And I was like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do to think about how this is a positive thing? So I was like, Emily, your legs are going to feel fresher on the run. You know, you're in small chain ring. This is great for you. I prefer to be stuck in small chain ring than big chain ring because that means my legs will be fresher on the run. And it worked and it ended up running really, really well. So it's just taking those control
0: over your thoughts. But I do agree that it's like it's so easy to slip into those dark holes. I think, yeah, and again, not even racing, but this can be back to like general life anxiety. Like, yes. Taking yes. that advice and trying to see the positive side of it.
1: Yes, 100%. I think negatively as well. Like I, I almost see it might not be correct but it's almost like human nature to almost go towards that complaining side and that negative side and it's so easy to do it like Mm. even today you know the weather like oh this weather oh this weather you know like consistently doing like that but to change that into a positive spin I find helps you so much because I find if you get into that negative headspace and it's like like consistently like that like you become more and more negative and you kind of get into this like more of a hole and it's harder yeah, and digging. harder and harder yeah. to get out of that as you said it's like you're digging deeper and deeper and deeper and, and it, deeper yeah. and if you go yeah. so deep it's going to cave in above exactly exactly so you need to you know the only person who's able to dig yourself out of that hole is yourself yeah you need know a shovel. <laughs> yeah you need a shovel you need that shovel yeah. to dig yourself out and back upwards up to land because like you are the only one who can take control over that and it's so hard and i think life stresses are always in the way and like yeah. that's not always possible but I think in those situations where you are able to take a step back
0: but I also believe that like life is so busy nowadays yeah. you know like as soon as I feel like oh. reflecting the other day like it's been eight years since we left school oh and so crazy. much has happened yeah. since then <laughs> yeah know. sorry to drop that on you but, I was like, no. but um it goes back to the idea I was talking to somebody this week about how much I traveled when I was at uni yeah it's kind of a side question what we're talking about but I went to India a couple of years ago and that. when I'm in my worst anxious moments I'm like But when I travelled, right, I was at my happiest and I saw people in their, like, worst parts of their life. They were, like, in the slums, but yet they were so happy. Yes. I'm like, I need to dig out of this because I'm not in that situation. I'm happy, have a house, healthy, got everything I need. But, yeah, like, if I've seen the worst this is not the worst. This is not the worst. And it's so easy to be like, I, I find it personal. Like I'm like, it's
1: so easy for things to be the end of the world. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this happened. End of the world. Yeah. You're like, It's like a switch, you yeah. know, and you're in that dark place and you're yeah. like, to get out of that is actually so much harder mm. to unswitch. is so much harder to switch into that dark place, yeah. you know, yeah. but you need to find out what works for you. Like, for example, like probably similar to the you, like I love going away. Like for me, I can't mm. stay You know, for me, like, weekends at home are okay, but I need to have something to look forward to. Yeah. So I need to have that plan.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, like, a big advocate for for traveling, but also traveling to those third-world countries so you see the worst. And you see that people are happy with the smallest things. Yes. And that kind of really... Like, people go to me, like, why India? Like, why do you want to go? And I said, honestly, out of the whole world. I think everybody should travel to a third-world country like that to appreciate their lives when they go home. Yep. And I think, like you just look at that country and like, Oh, I don't want to travel there but like I actually learned so much from that month away than I have maybe when I was traveling Europe. Yeah. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, so. I went
1: to India as well. Yeah. And it was unreal, wasn't it? We should it? be like
0: travel yeah. India yeah. Like, send us over there. We'll record a podcast. Over there, yeah, honestly. <laughs> say yeah. some traveling to India. Yeah. Like, take me, Ella and Emily's adventures. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. It's true. I'd, it's a small thing. If somebody said let's go, I'd be like on their plane. I'd, be, like, on their plane, I'd straight back. There. Yeah, no, like,
1: same. Same. And the other, one of the big things I've done to like also show that is like, I did the Kokoda Trail. Oh, wow. And that was insane because Mm. we're there with our full-on, like, you know, like, new hiking gear, (laughs) black back, like, you know, looking like your most like tropical tourist ever and then they're there
0: in the thongs and they're there in thongs exactly
1: <laughs> just carrying nothing and they're in these little like villages Bali. yeah and they're just so happy so mm. so happy and i generally think like even going out to the nt remote it's like everyone's just a bit more calm and a bit more easygoing and i, I was don't like, have I mean, the yeah. city life stress yeah, that yeah. We, and I, I
0: don't like, actually yeah. need
1: yes yeah. yes i think life's just got so busy and that's why it's so easy to get in that negative headspace because we're not allowing ourselves to give us a time yep. to make that unswitch, you know? I
0: something on a psychology podcast, I can't remember what it was now, but it, they were saying we actually weren't made to be this busy. Mm. Like, we, our minds and our bodies weren't physically ever created yep. to handle the stresses of life that we deal with.
1: I 100% agree, like, honestly. Like, we
0: weren't meant to deal with, like, cost of living crisis and we weren't meant to deal with... All this stuff and like heavy working full time. And do I mean, like the caveman didn't deal with that. Yeah. So we've never been programmed to deal with things like COVID or natural disaster. And so it is hard for us because we were never meant to deal with it. Yes. And so because we were never meant to deal with it, nobody knows what to do. Honestly, I completely agree. Like I even
1: look at myself and I'm like, I'm in front of the TV and then I pick up my phone and then I go for a walk around the house. I'm like, what am I doing? Emily, just sit down. You know, (laughs) Why are you walking all over the place? Why are you looking at stuff? Like I'll be on the phone, on speaker, and then I'll be like scrolling on something. I'm like, Emily, stop. You know, like concentrate on one thing at a time. You Mm. don't have to have like multiple things going on at Mm. once. It's okay to chill. (laughs) Yeah. But I think also it's like, I don't know. I found it really hard over the past year as well,
0: especially coming back from COVID, like how to chill again. You yeah, know, same, like same how to switch made, up has been hard. Mm, I made the big mistake, like the whole of 2022, I was like, I'm just going to push through the whole year. I'm not going to take any breaks. I put all like the pressure on myself to never get any of my classes covered for my boot camp. Yep. I was like, didn't take any breaks from work. I think I had two days leave and one was my birthday. And the second day I helped my parents move house and I got to maybe September or October and I have never been so burnt out in my life. Like, I literally hit the biggest wall and I've just kept pushing. And I'm like, Christmas is around the corner. We're going to rest then. Yes. And we've got to, like, December when we're recording this podcast. Yep. And I honestly just feel like I have no energy to train at the moment, but I'm still going and just putting in what I've got left. Yes. And I'm like, I'm just pushing through to the end of the year. But, yeah, like, I think I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to push this hard because I really haven't got anything out of it. Yes. Like, mentally, it's... this year man this (laughs) year's been and i like back to when I was at uni I was pushing this hard but the thing was I was travelling every three to six months overseas and taking breaks but my mental break was taking myself out of Adelaide and getting somewhere in the world like I know it sounds expensive but I was working what you three enjoyed. jobs and mm. that was my break and I came back and I reset again and then just pushed harder 100% whereas 100%. yeah so I completely agree like this year's been just
1: absolute chaos and yep. if I'm being honest with you like 2023 I'm like oh my gosh this is not the year <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people like it's so rare to speak to people nowadays and be like how are you going and yep. it's like everyone's just like oh yeah right oh yeah yep. yep oh yeah ready for the year to end and i'm Everybody like everybody's saying so rare. i'm
0: pushing to the end yeah. of the year yeah and it's
1: so rare it's actually so refreshing when i meet up with someone or meet a friend i'm like how are you going they're like i'm actually really good i'm yeah. like oh, i
0: love that because i've not like heard that much <laughs> so this year this podcast is dropping as a season uh, 2 episode 1 so it'll be the start of 2024 so, turning our negative part around, yes! and we just had a little burst, what are we doing new for the year oh, to make it better? Bringing
1: on 2024. <laughs> um, I think next year, honestly, is just going to be a year of taking more time for me. Well, this year. Yes, <laughs> this year. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Taking more time for me. Like, I think... I think I've realized sometimes I can be a chronic people pleaser Yeah, yeah <laughs> and I think that's okay. But I think I need to really learn to have that balance with yeah. that. And I think a lot of people probably do yeah. and it's okay to say no to some stuff, but do again what I love doing. So again, like traveling, I love traveling and having that routine and work. And I'm so excited not to be studying, to be honest with you and just <laughs> have that routine where I can like, you know, do my exercise in the mm. morning, do my exercise in the Arvo I've signed up for Port Mac next year, so that's, like, the big goal. Hoping to do pretty well with that one, so we'll see how it all goes. Um, or this year, I should say. Port Mac this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that will be, like, the big goal for this year. And then I Is think... This, that's 70.3, right? I'm going to do seven point three, yeah. yes. And then I've got, like, two plans. I'm either going to hopefully... Big drop, but hopefully maybe qualify, like, podium and then qualify for New Zealand. Okay. But we'll see it's what in happens. in December. In December. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, because... I feel like this year I've learned I put way too much expectation on myself and it's fully myself that's put the expectation on. So I feel like I'm going to then – well, this year I'm going to have a backup plan so I'm not – you know, if something goes wrong, it's okay. So I'm going to potentially do busto as well. But I just think, like, I just want to have some more downtime and learn how to, you know, relax and just read my books and be okay with that and – you know, go off and go surfing again and not have every single we'll dust thing Dust off planned. our boards and yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just not have this. Like, I think this year it's been like weekend after weekend after weekend planning stuff. Yeah, and I'm no like, joke. you know what? 2024 is going to be about being a bit more spontaneous yeah. and doing the things I love. Love That's that. That's a plan. Yeah. So good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm very much the same. I think this year I will honestly be taking breaks because yep. I just feel like... In 2023, I felt like I had to have a reason to have a day off. And like, it sounds really stupid, but like, I've always just thought I need it, like, I just Mm. can't take a day off just for no reason because that just sounds dumb. So I think, yeah, to take more frequent breaks, even if it is like a Friday or a Monday, just to have an extra long weekend. Yeah. And maybe even like a week in the middle of the year, just to stop and reset so that you don't get to say, like, September, October, and then everything just breaks down.
1: Yeah, I feel like we just went from this really quiet period Yeah, where you were fine and, like, we were just starting to get in our groove on how to live, living like that. Yeah. And then next minute, full send. You yeah. know, like, yeah. the
0: next minute before you know it, bam, doing this, doing that. The thought is, like, that we've had maybe two and a half, three years of nothing. Like, we yep. had to cut everything away restart because of COVID happened and then we got to 2023 and we're like well we've got to make up for three years and nothing happened exactly I think that's what everybody yeah had found kind of yeah. in that time so 2024 we're going back to a normal right <laughs> <laughs> we've yeah. made up our time and yeah. Um, yeah I
1: think also just like reading more how you feel hey like I feel like there's been so many times this year where like I feel like my social battery has like gone down compared to what it was previously before yeah, COVID. Yeah. And I think like, I probably like just tried to push that a lot in 2023. And I think 2024 is about like, nope, like socialize when you're happy. And yeah. then when you don't feel like it, you don't have to. Yeah. Cause then you're not going to burn out. You yeah, know, hey, yeah. You, you don't have no. to. Yeah. yeah. Learning yeah. how to say no,
0: but in a polite way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. See you next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough all right name a sliding door moment in your life so far so a point where you've had to turn left or right and it's been a pivotal decision in changing your life
1: this is a really big question (laughs) (laughs) not sorry really big question um i think there's multiple like mini sliding doors um for me I would say one, like, probably one of the biggest sliding doors for myself. Yeah. On in terms of me just kind of growing my independence is probably just going to Canada for exchange. Like, I think mum and dad, like, we always moved around a lot when I was younger. Um, and travelled a lot. Was it for a parent's job or? Yeah, for dad's job. Yeah. yeah. So we always moved around like every two or three years kind yeah, of right. thing. But then I think this was the first point probably where I was doing it solely for me. And I was like, let's mm. just go and do this. And I really like... Really was so happy and just like found some amazing friends and yeah, found like really enjoyed that moment. So that was a massive one. And I also think just biting the bullet and sign up for the Iron Man, like if it taught me anything, mm-hmm. sometimes you just gotta buy that bullet, yeah. honestly. Like, don't overthink it, yeah, honestly, because it's so easy to be like no, can't do this or can't do this or can't do this. No, snap out of it. You yeah, know, like yeah. you can do that. If you want to, it's solely up to you Twenty twenty one Yeah. <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just like, it's solely up to you if you want to be doing that or yeah. not. No one else. I never feel obliged to have to do it. But if you want to do it, go for it. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't say that I was fit leaning up to that. No way. I just, you just got to bite the bullet and like get that yeah. consistency in. And I think there's never... There's never a good time to do anything. So I think these moments also taught me there's never a good time. You Mm -hmm. just got to do it.
0: Yeah. You know, just got to bite that bullet. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. What are you uh, consuming at the moment as in podcasts, TV shows, books? Your podcast, of oh, course. Everyone says that. <laughs> yeah. Like, thanks, but, but um, stuff. Um, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying to a friend the other day. I was like, "It's I just can't get my head around. I'm making this podcast, and I'm loving doing it. I still can't get my head around that people listen yeah, and actually enjoy amazing. it. I love like, them. so many people message me, like saying, "This is great. You made me laugh so much." Oh, I and I'm like. That. Thanks, but I just can't get it in my head that that's what's <laughs> so happening. I it it's a compliment, mate. <laughs> i like, like, looking at the numbers and seeing that people are listening every week. Like, I don't know who's still listening. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... I just know it's such an interesting concept. But like podcasts, podcasts are going off. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, podcasts are going off. I honestly, if you'd asked me maybe a couple of years ago that I'd be running this, but I honestly now saying it, I wish I started earlier. Like, yeah. I really wish I started this back maybe when I was in uni I know I I didn't have the time but I mean like I just enjoy making this so much and I think it's the positive change that you're giving somebody's day is insane yes and I think that is the main thing why you're probably like your podcast are going so well
1: is because Mm. you love it like you can tell when someone loves it or not right so (laughs) you you can tell when you're enjoying it and you're laughing and this and that and that's what for me like I don't want to listen to podcasts when they're Saturday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have my Christmas work party, obviously, in December. And no joke, somehow it came up in conversation that all the guys at work were like, "How's your podcast going? You talk about it all the time." Oh. I was like, "I actually don't, but I know you're all stalking my Instagram page, so <laughs> I can see you." <laughs> I watching, but it's just so funny. I was like, "As much as you pay me out for doing it, it's actually bloody fun to yeah, have." Yeah, exactly. Happens like all the jokes that you say comes yeah. out on my podcast. So watch what you say, guys. <laughs> don't talk too quick no No. it's all right they're too boring to come on no don't be with oh i hope (laughs) they're not listening to this right now no because they were like oh you should get one of us on i was like are you any of you fit and they're like not fit enough to come on my podcast podcast. (laughs) that's a no from me that's hilarious oh ruthless mate ruthless (laughs) i only like quality guests all right (laughs) I feel privileged.
1: <laughs> oh, but besides yours, I used to love the Inside Tri Show. Okay. Um, it's like this triathlon podcast. I used to listen to it like going to work, like every day when yeah. to uni. But she's just stopped. Like stopped hers, which are really sad. But they're really awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what's going on in twenty twenty three, but I just haven't been into music this year. Really. Yeah, which is like really unusual because usually I'm like yes, like let's go, like. Love a good music concert, like love music, but I yeah. just feel like I don't know, I just haven't been listening to it as much. Yeah. Like, what but... would your Spotify rap look like? Oh, uh, no, don't. Please, go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing really? because I'm just like, I would think I'm more into like the more uh indie sort of music. Like, and who it... was your number one? Oh, uh, no, go on. I, I'm not proud of it. This <laughs> is Taylor Swift. <laughs> not see i would not <laughs> say like i'm i wouldn't say you know what to say i'm a big taylor swift fan
0: i don't my know my mum's just got on the taylor swift oh like, fan and I, like, seriously it's so
1: i i usually listen to like you know like the royal otis i love foster the people i love like, like a big
0: like triple j kind yeah, of thing, yeah like i
1: love triple j and then i think there was just two songs no i went to one of my friend's spin classes because she was running spin classes yeah And it was Taylor Swift theme. I was like, I don't know any Taylor Swift music. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then there was these two songs and we just like, we doing spin class to it and it just went off and I was like, all right, this is a jam. So I think I started listening to these two songs every time I was driving to training Yeah. and then somehow it ended up being like my top songs and I was like, no, this well, is so embarrassing. I'm very glad she's nowhere near my top yeah, 10. I, I actually say, don't listen
0: to her at all.
1: No, I I honestly have not listened to it all this since this year and I still... Ever since I saw that Unwrapped, I literally culled it. I was
0: like, this is really embarrassing. (laughs) I was like, not happening anymore. I was actually pretty proud of mine. Uh, Rufus Soul came in again at number one in mine. It's like the fourth or fifth year in a row. (laughs) That is impressive. Not getting sick of the songs. (laughs) Oh, I'm honestly obsessed because I have this playlist on my Spotify of everything they've made from start to like, like as current as whatever they drop, but then there's all the remixes in there too. Mm. So no matter what, I've got like a wide range yeah. of, yeah. And there's like a Rufus for everything. I
1: know, I do love Rufus. I know. That's why I was shocked by I think that's just, that showed me how much little like I've been listening to music this yeah. year. Cause I was like, this is not right. Like, yeah. this is not my usual music at all, a music type. So yeah. I was like, nah, something's going on here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we, <laughs> and it, uh, you your favourite T V show as well. T V show. Oh, I'm a big British T V show fan. Yes, yeah, so I oh, no, I know. Um... I <laughs> but I just finished Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. I haven't watched that one. Oh, so good. Is it good? Okay, man, you yep. have to watch it. And uh I, hopefully I think season three is coming out soon. Oh, so okay. that is my favourite. I have to watch it. I Honestly,
1: I'm more of a movie person t- than TV show. I can't
0: sit still for long enough.
1: <laughs> really, <laughs> I would say I I know it's an old school, but I like been watching Spooks a lot lately. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I've never just, seen it. It's like pretty old school, but like it's pretty good. Like yeah, pretty intense. So I feel like I can concentrate on it for like the forty minutes, and then I'm done, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and then I do. I'm waiting for the new Witcher to come out. I'm okay. a big Witcher fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, who are you following on social media? Who's
1: your I... favourite person, too? I uh, have favorite. a stalk of. <laughs> I do... A lot of it is triathletes, to be honest okay. with you. Um, I do love Katrina Matthews. Yep. Like, she... I think she's just, like, really raw and down-to-earth, and I mm-hmm. really enjoy seeing, like... I don't know. I really enjoy uh, podcasts and also, like... Um, You know, social media where you're not seeing the highlight every day. You know, you're seeing every single mm, side to them.
0: I do appreciate that.
1: Yeah, because, like, you can watch all the... Like, I don't know. I watch, like, the YouTube videos and I think, like, they're amazing. I want to do this. You're like, wait a second. Like, in real life, that music's not going on. And, you know, this is not going on. They're breathing heavily, you know. Mm. Like, so just having that raw emotion, I think I really do appreciate as well. Um, And just... I also do like... I actually think Lucy Charles Barkley does her social media amazingly. If I'm yeah. being honest with you, I think she I does really I love her well. YouTube videos. Her YouTube videos are so good. And I think she's actually really like... She's just got such a round experience and really good footage. And I think they're mm. just really good to
0: watch. So, yeah. Her videos around just before um, Kona and then after Kona, mm. insane.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And even like through her whole injury, she was just so positive positive and she was doing everything she can do and you can just tell she I was surprised that she there. was
0: so open about her injury leading up to the race knowing mm. that the competitors were probably watching
1: yeah actually I mean? that's so true I was,
0: if i was her i know that she is very open but i would have released those after the race yes because no, i wouldn't I agree. want my competition to know
1: that i was struggling Actually, I agree with that. Even with my knee injury at the moment, it's like I'm kind of keeping it under the radar. That's yep. just for me because it's just like I don't want everyone in the world to know because I want to get back to training soon. So it was pretty impressive how open she was about yeah. it. I completely agree. Which like I
0: love that she was. But yeah, mm. just being in such a world championship level, oh, especially going to Kona.
1: Yeah, and she's like... She's phenomenal. Like you know, she's deserved that first place. Like she works, like oh, yeah. you know, just like don't even obviously know I her, can't but wait she's to see where she goes in the yes. next couple of years of sport. Yes, honestly, she is meant to be an athlete. Like yeah. she's just meant she's to be. Out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be and she looks like she has such an amazing like support system around her, and like how cool is it that her and sister the... does all videography and stuff oh, like really? yeah, yeah, that? You know, sister
0: that does all the video, and, I'm and like just that's her, sick. S- her sponsors and her setup is insane. Yes, it's and insane. Being on the Red Bull kind of. Yes Like bandwagon That would open up so much
1: Oh honestly You would Honestly Like you I think sponsorship is key For this, some of these people Hey Like yeah. who I don't even know you, Like in triathlon You don't really make A lot So yeah, I think sponsorship unless You, get, you yeah. need it You need it and, Oh like, unless you're up. winning Those big races every yes, year Yes exactly Exactly And I think in triathlon You never know what's going to happen Like what and happens such to an injured.
0: expensive sport too Such an expensive <laughs> sport Don't even get me started No we're not going to start Because we no. can honestly Talk about that for another hour <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the listener questions. So I okay. did actually message your boyfriend and ask him oh, to send no. in some funny questions, <laughs> and a few oh, other no. people that we are friends of friends with. This so the first one he said, "Oh no, would you prefer an off-road try or a mountain bike race?" Because "Oh
1: said... no, that is a <laughs> terrible question." I... Well, you can blame him. This is terrible. I okay to give it context. <laughs> I my family love like gravel bike riding and mountain bike riding. Yeah, he does too. Is right? Oh yeah, he loves it. And then this year we did the Mawson Trail, which is like a nine hundred kilometer gravel bike from the Flinders Ranges to Adelaide. Wow. Very out of my comfort zone. <laughs> like, no matter how much I give off-road in a go, yeah, I am not in a good mood. <laughs> and I think I generally it's really weird because I love hiking and I love the outdoors, but on a bike, I'm so out of my Is comfort. Is it like the zone. constant jittering? Like going over the constant jittering, the pebbles, like the first gravel ride Liam ever took me on was like crazy decent mm-hmm. on all these rough cobble, and I was like this is not what I enjoy. Like this is not How what I want. How
0: did that 900 kilometres take you today?
1: We did it in eight days. Okay. Yeah. So nice. it was awesome. Um. But I think I've got to go with that question. I... The amount of times I've tried to be that person who wants to mountain a bike. I've tried. Do you feel like but you'll hit not. your
0: peak of that when you're like over 50 and just yeah. like have the time <laughs> to like still. really appreciate it? Yeah, I, I have to go with the, it was a gravel biking one. He wants an off-road try or a mountain bike race. Off
1: road try. off road <laughs> try, 100%. I'm not going in a man bike race. That's not <laughs> I, mean. I feel like that would be
0: so out of my comfort zone. And then from our triathlon friends, I want to know, do you find training in SA compared to the sunny coast or <sighs> Queensland? What do you prefer?
1: Oh, gosh. That's a brutal question. Um, if I'm being honest, like Queensland has a massive... A lot more people are into try. Yeah. A lot more people are into try, and it's a way bigger area for try, but also they have fantastic weather for tries. So yeah. You know, you can go in winter and yeah. you can do the triathlons then. Um, but then in SA, I kind of like it because it's close knit as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it's very
0: niche sport here. It is
1: a very niche sport. Like you go to the race and everyone, you know everyone there. Yeah. Or, like, or not everyone, but like a lot of people you know there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then. That's a hard one I must admit though I do probably miss The but Queensland training The other a bit. thing
0: is If you train in SA You have to heat train To go and compete in Queensland You do in have Queensland, to train you don't have to do that
1: Yes Exactly right Exactly right And I think SA is I think SA is building
0: And I think SA is building For triathlon But I think it's still very small I think there's no major races here Which doesn't help
1: I actually completely agree with that yeah. I Like I think For like say Olympic distance There's one There's Two? one One Yeah yeah, one or two. Yeah. No, one. And I was like, I'm not I've I've tried sprint. Like, yeah, I did my one last year and I did well, but did I enjoy it? No. Like, <laughs> I like my one is a beautiful beautiful location. Yeah. Amazing setup for the triathlon, but sprint distance no, it's is a just a horrible like, setup. Oh. That hill,
0: that hill at the sound of the bike yeah, and run were. is bloody terrible. So no, it's yeah. a shit setup. Oh, I
1: just that like that the sprint distance, I'm just not good at the heart rate up. Like, I'm just like, this is freak out mode right now. This is chaotic. <laughs> By so, they tell you have had your
0: anxiety attack you done. <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly. And I feel like in Queensland as well, there's not like a massive off season because there's races all year round. So, you have a lot yeah. more choice. Mm. And at SA, I think it
0: will get it's very there. limited from like, very limited. say, your start of November to March. That's, yes. It's why very I was like cardio then yes. during the winter.
1: Yes, 100% very limited. I think bike riding here, amazing. Mm. Trail running here, amazing swimming i do not understand (laughs) i do not understand this is just something i personally find it's just coming from queensland people don't really swim in the ocean here
0: yeah and i don't really understand it it's because like most of the city is away from the ocean do you know what i mean so like say three quarters of adelaide isn't close to a beach yeah whereas queensland you know you all live along the beach
1: yeah, I just feel like in Queensland, I used to open water swim all the time. Like, that's yeah. what we would
0: do. Yeah. But then
1: in... It's very Essay, pool it's, swimming here. Yeah, it's a lot more pool Even swimming. Even, like, the pools
0: in LA are very average, most of them, and getting redone up, but still. My I...
1: Coming from the NT, where the pool was, like, not busy at all. Yeah. Like always laying to myself, and I went <laughs> to the pool the other day. The first day I got back here, I was like... Oh my god! I'm sharing a lane with three people. How do I? Oh, do I this? hate sharing a oh, lane. it's one of my pet peeves. Like I just hate sharing a lane with people. Yeah. So I think SA is growing, but I think Queensland has a bigger foundation right now.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Any tips for juggling your training and busy work study schedule?
1: Routine. Honestly, yeah. I would say routine. Also, read in your body. Yep. Like honestly, if you have, if you don't feel good that day. Don't go. Yep. You know, like you're going to feel... If you're going to feel better the next or, day... Or so say pull it back and just go for a walk instead of a run. Exactly. Exactly. Don't... And when you're tired, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. Because when you're tired, mm. you can go and be like... You, you can get in a consistent mindset. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. No. Sometimes when you go training, give it a go. Because yeah. you might actually feel better once you've done it. Yeah. But when your body's really telling you to have a break, that is okay. Yeah. You know, that is okay. So I think it's that routine... Having that consistency and, again, having those, like, quality sessions over the quantity just personally. I find mm. that they do really, like, really well for me and I feel like I feel really fit when I get them in. Mm. Um, and building that social foundation as well. Like, for me, I love that, you know, I can socialise and train at the same time and it's, like, ticking two things off at once. Yeah. So it means I that don't That was actually the it. next question. Oh.
0: <laughs> as a female, do you intro- enjoy training in a mixed-gender environment or a female-based training?
1: Big question, big question. I do enjoy training in a mixed-gender so environment. I, yeah. I think I really think it
0: also be- makes me a better athlete sometimes. Especially, like, within the swim, the men are so much, one, taller, yep. two, uh, they're stronger but in a different way. In a different way, I and agree. And so, like, we may be stronger but because we are shorter, we don't have, like, the arm span or the legs to kind of push. Yeah. So swimming with the taller guys or the stronger guys, it is nice to have that to kind of, like go I don't know, 100%. do you know what I mean? Like aim to be like that. Hundred percent. We'll never be like that. But I mean yep. we'll get faster yeah like, to be close to them. I a hundred percent
1: agree. I think it's really important to have that. I think also some of the guys can be quite chill as yeah. well. And I think that makes you more chill yeah. too because you're not like calms me anxious. down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I will admit I actually do really enjoy riding with females. I don't know okay. what it is. It's just like a I really miss having that group of like just like Girls like our sort of age, that younger generation, to yeah. go riding with, and well, I think I enjoy mixed you ones. You
0: know what? We might have to start a wellness league podcast. I was ride. Actually,
1: saying to Liam the other day, I might like in the twenty twenty four. Yeah. If people are interested, well, like, I look like, at something like that. I, have never
0: got out riding, like, yeah. in a group. I've always, if I've ridden on the road, I used to ride alone. Yep. And it, I shouldn't have never done it. But, like, I used to live near Port Rush Road, and I would ride near the trucks something. Yeah, that's stressful. But it was great. Like, yeah. it was honestly the adrenaline rush that, like, so, yeah. I had such a hectic life that it was kind of... I love doing that, and I love going for rides. So, like, I'd get home from the gym at, like... 6.37 pm and then go out for a quick half an hour ride on the road, and yeah. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I just feel like I, I really love miss riding. Them. Yeah, I love riding, but I just generally felt like since being here, I haven't found... Because I love enjoying riding with the boys, yep. but I feel like also sometimes I'm like, I just
0: want to go riding with the girls. And have a coffee. And have and a chat. coffee and right, have a chat. This? Yeah, because okay. I was like, you
1: know what? I feel so lucky because my dad and my brother and Liam, they're into riding. So I feel like that built my confidence up in riding so much. Yep. But I know so many girls that are out there and they would like love to get into riding, but how do they start? You know, yeah, Where's I that agree. starting point for them and that well, place to feel comfortable?
0: Here we go. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Let's start a riding group. Honestly. Uh, like, girls oh. in what well, they call men mammals with their no, middle my age. <laughs> oh fashionable, my God, the fashionable girls. girls. <laughs> <on bikes. laughs> well, uh, keep an eye out. Girls this in their 20s, ca- girls in their
1: 30s. Th- you can be 30s too, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: just call it the Wellness League podcast. The is
1: yeah. At least there for a, a good time. They're there yeah. for a good time. Not a long time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And then uh, do you prefer the ultra or triathlon? I Triathlon. think you kind of spoke yeah, about that. Yeah, I loved the ultra in terms of it really showed you what
1: your body can do. And I think it was yeah. an amazing environment. And if I'm being honest, a way more relaxed environment. Like yeah. everyone around there was really relaxed, really supportive of each other. Every time someone runs past each other, everyone's cheering each other on. Like yeah. triathlon's been more like head down, you know, yeah. don't yeah. talk to people. Yeah. Um, but I think I felt like I was a stronger and better person when I was doing the all round so personally, I just feel better with the three sports rather than the one. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough.
0: All right. The next person said, "Be honest." But how fun is it training in the group with Hattie being the trainer? <laughs>
1: Who asked this question? <laughs> I wonder.
0: I love it. I
1: think. I think honestly, those groups have such a good positive mentality, and yeah. I think we like. I think with triathlon, I got to a stage. If I'm being honest, where I was putting too much expectation on myself, and everyone was like really, you know, like being around competitive people I loved but I think personally I probably put too much expectation on myself and mm-hmm. I would get really anxious lean up to races and yep. then now I'm like you know what like I want to do well yeah but I'm also there for a good time and to be around people I yeah, love and a good laugh. And around like good laugh and like why like those sessions you go along you do a
0: few laps have well, a bit of a laugh at the end yeah. between sets, really yeah I love it. I remember it's seeing it's pretty much you guys. being like who's the guest on the podcast that's coming out this morning yeah. and then we go again <laughs> yeah honestly I
1: just loved it. I remember the first time I saw that group and I was just like
0: so they just there. laugh
1: yeah they're just laughing yeah. around and having a good time I was like this is awesome like this is what I'm about like I'm here doing my sets mm-hmm. swimming well getting a good session but having a laugh Yeah, have my socialisation so it.
0: good yeah I- my favorite part of the pod time it's five fast questions oh gosh here we go so between questions one and 20 are the numbers okay all right so when i say a number you literally have to spit out the first thing on your mind you're not allowed to think about it because okay. that's when they're like the best answers come out okay all right so what's your first number between one and twenty? Two. okay two coffee with somebody dead or alive who is it Gosh, my grandfather. That's honestly the most common one. that no, no, it's fine. I actually, I love that so much. What would you say? I would say that he's an amazing guy. I
1: would say what I'm doing with my life and yeah. just catch up with him. Yeah, oh, I love that. We
0: on the episode with Millie, um, last season. I think it was episode nineteen. We said the same thing. And honestly, I know, so you had to cut half the answer because we both almost started crying about what oh, we would no. say. No, quick fire. Come on, mate. Anyway, no, no. We actually had the quick fire and then we both started talking about it and I actually yeah. had to edit the podcast of cut out what I said about it. But anyway, yeah. Same, same answer. All right. Next number. Uh, Six. Okay. Number six is on your Instagram page, what are you looking at? What's your constant theme that comes through? Triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Basic, I know. I love that. Uh, next one. Next number. Uh, oh, 10. Uh, if a movie was made about your life, who's the actual actress playing you?
1: Oh, oh my gosh. How am I forgetting her name? Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. I was like, oh, just watched, yes. I just watched like um
0: the Hunger, Hunger Games, Games. the other day. I was like, I'm vibing with this, this is great, and I think she's a great actor. So yeah. I'm like, yep, Jennifer Lawrence. Love that so much. I was almost gonna say, you know that who played um Ella Enchanted? I love her. What's her name? Um, Oh, i can't and no and hathaway yeah yeah, yeah Anne Hathaway. Yeah. what yeah. a vibe she would
1: be <laughs> she it would be a
0: vibe she'll be fun hey <laughs> <laughs> all right next number um let's go 15 all right 15 your favorite place in the world iceland wow
1: yeah. i went over to iceland very spontaneously with some friends i met in canada yep. and we're like met and we're like we want to go to iceland next week there were two vans in Iceland, and we just camper vaned around Iceland. Wow. So poor. Yep. So poor. Like it's a really some expensive the, country, oh, right? so expensive. Like Some of the decisions we made were just like, we were so poor. We would go into a hostel, <laughs> take the free food, and then we couldn't afford to stay at the hostel. So we'd drive onto a free car park and have the free food somewhere else. But that's else. Of best memories sometimes. Oh, honestly, like I was so poor. But it, that place it recommended it to everyone. Like, it... If you want to go to a place that's just so different to everyone else, like, it feels like you're on Mars. Mm. It's amazing. All right,
0: last one. Uh, Let's go number four. Okay, number four. Uh, It's ink that you look forward to in the future. I'm about to the Overland Track. So quickly jump in here to say, when Emily went to Tassie, she actually got engaged. So congratulations to Emily and Liam. All right, let's get back to the pod.
1: With yeah. Liam, yes. We're about to on Friday go and do the Overland Track, so a four day hike over in Tasmania. So you will have already done that. When yeah. Oh my gosh, we would have already done yeah, that. When yeah. Yeah. What's something like big that you look forward to in the big, future. Big that I look forward to in the future. Um, honestly, sounds weird, but career progression. Yeah. Like right. I feel like I've taken such a long time to get to where I finally want to be in terms of my career and my degree Um, and I'm so excited to just finally start like being in that work environment being like networking and like really increasing that career I'm really I've got no idea
0: where I'll end up no idea yeah but I'm excited for that yeah well thank you so much for coming on today no thank you so much and I'll tag your Instagram and stuff so everybody can look at your (laughs) sounds good (laughs) yeah you'll try and they can be full of that on that feed too yeah no thank you so much and hopefully you have a great 2024 yeah Mm -hmm. here's to a big one <laughs> and, and less busy than 2023, yes. but full of more adventures. More snapping out of it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Thank you. What an amazing athlete Emily is, trying to juggle everything while studying many different courses. But her way of looking at the mindfulness and coming into a race and, you know, how to really get your brain into gear so you do have a successful race is quite interesting. She is quite the woman when it comes to triathlon and it'll be interesting to see where she goes in her career in speech pathology and also her races into 2024. So thank you for returning for season two. We've got some big episodes coming this season. So stick around and listen every Wednesday to what we have to drop. And if you love this episode as much as I did making it, please share it around on your Instagram or any of your social medias. Don't forget to like, subscribe and have a wonderful rest of your day have the best week and see you next wednesday bye